Today on the newscast, another deadly terror attack in Jerusalem. Plus, Israel warns Iran over earthquake aid shipments that may be anything but. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It is a very difficult Shabbat for the people of Israel today in the wake of another deadly terror attack in Jerusalem. Now, it happened today, Friday, February 10th, and here is what we know. This was a car ramming attack that took place in the remote neighborhood near eastern Jerusalem, in between Jerusalem and Ramallah. And right near a site called Nebi Samuel, where many believe the prophet Samuel is buried, the tomb of Samuel. There was a bus station there. Uh, Many Israelis were waiting for the bus, I'm sure rushing to get home in advance of the Sabbath, Shabbat, to get ready for Shabbat dinner with their families and their loved ones. And then a Palestinian man who lives in eastern Jerusalem rammed into this bus stop filled with people, men, women, and children, rammed into them with his car, five people wounded, including an eight-year-old boy critically wounded, and two people left dead. A six-year-old boy, a child, and a 20-year-old man who had just been married recently, had his whole life ahead of him, both murdered today in an evil, cold-blooded terror attack in Jerusalem. Now, the driver of the car, the terrorist, was shot Uh, by an officer on the scene. He was killed, neutralized after carrying out the attack, but clearly the damage was done. As I mentioned, an eight-year-old boy is still in critical condition and others were seriously wounded in this attack. The terrorists, according to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, his home, his family home, is now sealed off and it will be demolished. That's Israel's policy when terror attacks are carried out. They demolish the home of the terrorist to send a message. And yet, this attack comes two weeks to the day after another horrific terror attack in Jerusalem that we reported about, uh, reported on here on the newscast just two weeks ago. Again, this today's attack came right before Shabbat commenced for Israel and the Jewish people. The attack two weeks ago came during Shabbat on a Friday night. Uh, A group of Israelis coming out of a synagogue in Jerusalem after Friday evening prayers. And a Palestinian terrorist was waiting for them outside of the synagogue, opened fire, and murdered seven Israelis. That was just two weeks ago in Jerusalem. Now we have the attack today in Jerusalem, folks. Things seem to be heating up in a major way. Keep all of this in prayer. We are mandated to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If we have any new updates on this latest attack and the aftermath, we will bring them to you here on the newscast. The usual suspects, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, have not claimed responsibility yet, but I'm sure they will be releasing statements praising today's attack. And that's how it goes, sadly. Uh, Moving on, though. We've got that one piece of breaking news we had to share with you here, but also some very interesting and troubling news surrounding Iran's involvement in the aftermath of the horrific Turkey-Syria earthquake. We've shared with you here on the newscast how Israeli aid workers immediately headed to Turkey 
to help the earthquake relief efforts there. Israel also offered earthquake assistance to Syria. Unclear whether Syria will accept that. Remember, folks, Israel and Syria have no diplomatic relations. But certainly, Syria has a very cozy relationship with the Iranian regime. And now Israel is warning Iran about not trying to ship weapons into Syria under the guise of earthquake relief. Right now, the head of the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps Quds Force, Esmail Ghani, is reportedly on the ground in Aleppo, Syria, one of the hardest hit areas from the earthquake, helping to direct Iran's aid efforts. And there's also been Iranian cargo planes landing in Syria again, all under the guise of earthquake relief. Yet we know, folks, very well, and you've heard me lay it out for you many times here in the newscast over the years, that Iran uses Syria as a transit point to ship weapons through Syria into Lebanon, into the hands of Hezbollah. And Israel's concern right now is that, in a very evil manner, Iran is going to attempt to do that now, again, under the guise of earthquake relief, but it's not earthquake relief materials on these planes. It's weapons and weapons parts. So Israel has laid down a warning to the Iranian regime about that. We're keeping a very close eye on that as well. If the Iranian regime, which would be very much in their character, is taking advantage of this horrific tragedy to advance their aims in Syria at Israel's doorstep. Speaking of Iran in Syria, I sat down recently with our good friend Jonathan Spire, top Middle East analyst from the Jerusalem Institute for Security and Strategy. We sat down in Jerusalem where he shared the inside story. And Jonathan, by the way, has been on the ground in Syria reporting. He knows it very well. He shared the inside story of what Israel is doing there to push back that Iranian entrenchment effort. Take a look. Well, Jonathan, great to have you back with us here in Jerusalem, as always. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, it is great to be with you, and we've got a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. A place you've spent time on the ground as a journalist, Syria. Yep. Obviously, the firestorm at Israel's northern doorstep. What is the latest? Israel has carried out hundreds of airstrikes there in recent years. What is the latest on Israel's efforts to stop Iranian entrenchment in Syria? Well, the way I would see it, Eric, is the following. Israel is, of course, ongoing in its efforts in that regard to prevent the entrenchment and consolidation, as, uh, as Israel calls it, of the Iranian effort in Syria. What we're told, and I think probably accurately, is that a great deal of the infrastructure has been destroyed. At the same time, I would have a, a caution here, which is that when it comes to the broader Iranian effort in Syria, which is not only about placing weapons systems close to the border, but it's about really entrenching inside the society itself, whether it's creating militias and recruiting from among impoverished young Syrians who then become part of Iranian structures, or whether it's about deploying foreign Iranian-associated militias on Syrian soil from Iraq, even as far afield as from Afghanistan sometimes and Pakistan and Lebanon also as well. When it comes also even to efforts to convert uh, impoverished Sunni Syrians to Shia Islam, with these regards, this project cannot really be destroyed solely from the air. doesn't matter how good the air power is and the intelligence is, and in Israel's case it's always very good, but it can't be destroyed solely from the air. And this project, I would say, is still up and running. The Iranians are still busy 
busy with it, they're still broadening it, and they're still deepening it. Well, Jonathan, you're describing really an all-pervasive effort by Iran to not only ship weapons into Syria, but mm -hmm. to embed itself in the very fabric of Syrian That's society. Right. The prototype, so to speak, uh, was Lebanese Hezbollah, which the Iranians established in 1982, and which is today the dominant political and military force in Lebanon. So in Lebanon, they've already been business for 40 years, and they've basically achieved their goal of the hollowing out and then the taking control of an Arab state, Lebanon. In Syria, in Iraq, in Yemen, the similar projects adapted to local conditions are underway. They're a long way from the same level of success they have in Lebanon. There are strong barriers to that success, yeah. but they're certainly still making the effort and consolidating their uh, their project. Yeah, they want to duplicate the Lebanon scenario in Syria, clearly. That's it. Jonathan, uh, two questions. Number one, well, kind of an observation, Iran seems relentless in this regard in Syria. Mm -hmm. They're really committed to having that presence there despite Israel's efforts to push them back. Yeah, sure. The reported Israeli strikes at Damascus International Airport mm -hmm. in recent months and at Aleppo International Airport mm -hmm. as well, targeting Iranian weapons shipments. How much did that set Iran back? And I think those precision-guided missiles, of course, that they're trying to transit to Hezbollah. Hezbollah already has the ability to produce uh, the required systems for PGM, for precision guided missiles, on Lebanese soil uh, itself. And unfortunately, it must be said, Israel, while it bombs uh, sometimes weekly, uh, or more than once weekly in Syria is to some degree, frankly, deterred in Lebanon. And that's something which I think we need to think about because actually the Iranians and their local franchise are very, very busy in Lebanon itself. Israel tries to interdict them in Syria. Sometimes it's been even in Iraq, but tends to leave Lebanon alone. And that's a challenge and a question we all need to, I think, be thinking very carefully be about. Because of the capabilities of Hezbollah. Yes, unfortunately, because while we like to say, and it's true, that we deter Hezbollah, that Nasrallah is very, very careful before trying anything on Israel. That's true. But yeah. it's a little bit also true the other way around. And that's something we also need to be thinking about. You mentioned with regard to the strikes on Aleppo uh, and Damascus airport. Here's something that needs to be uh, worth noting. The Russians are kind of pulling back a little bit because the Iranians are moving forward. It makes them vulnerable and it makes Israel able then to actually up, to, you know, up the ante a little bit in terms of some of the attacks that have been taking place. And I would put those attacks in Aleppo and in Damascus within that bracket. It's Iran moving forward, but in a way exposing itself and therefore Israel able also to, uh, to hit at some of those uh, exposed uh, positions yeah. of the Iranians. Thanks again to Jonathan Spire for those insights. Folks, if you like that clip and you want to see more like it, be sure to tune in to the Watchman TV show every week on TBN, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That includes tonight, Friday. Today is Friday, February 10th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Catch the entire interview with Jonathan Spire. What you saw was just a short clip the entire interview, and much more on this week's episode, including my interview with Texas Governor Greg Abbott about the madness at America's southern border. Check out The Watchman Show. Have a great weekend. Again, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Everyone affected by this horrific terror attack today, the victims of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Folks, there is a lot of pain in the world right now, but God Almighty still sits on the throne. Let's not forget that as we head into the weekend. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.